Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. This is the point of the year that you're just like, okay, all right, everybody needs to leave. I want Christmas gone, done, boxed up. Mm -hmm. I I hate the week in between Christmas and New Year's. Everybody does. This is known. I feel like I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I, I periodically went to work and I didn't go to work. (laughs) I don't know. I am like, I'm lost. I have nothing to do. You're a lost lamb. Nobody, you, it's like your eyes are squinting for a full week. Like, what day is it? Yeah. Weird, it's almost like somebody dropped you on an island. Yeah. You're like, I don't understand where I am. Maybe I'll have a glass of wine. And then you're like, why? I have I have had a drink for an, a solid month. Oh, yes. That's, Only one? That's terrible. Pussy. <laughs> no, I mean, at least like one a day. Like, that's just not great. Oh, are you kidding? But wait, you haven't been doing that for this whole pandemic? Well, no, I try not. I try not to drink every day. Okay, I'm gonna need you to leave your judgment outside. Sure. I'm just drinking to feel at this point. I mean, I wake up and I look like my like, you know, fifth grade science teacher, Mrs. Mm. Bobby, and I don't want to look. Like I'm giving that. you Stay Puff Marshmallow face. I, I mean, know that's... it's time, Mrs. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> stop it! Stop! Oh my God! I have a new because uh, you know how my father has Boston names like of all the friends he grew up with, and apparently he grew up in like 1930s Boston because the names are ridiculous. And I've told you these before, right? People he grew up with: Tweety Cardellino, yes, Chucky Cackles. Wait, is that his real name? His real name is Chucky Cackles. Is it Charles Cackles? It's Charles Entertainment Cackles. <laughs> Um, Charles Giggles Cackles. uh, What was the other one? Oh, Ziggy Zagala. Is his full name Zygmunt? I'm assuming Ziegfeld Zagala. I wonder what that is. I wonder the cartoon Ziggy, what his full name, what his name is. That's him. That's Ziggy. He just appears in cartoon. Um, And then he said, uh, he gave me two new ones today. Three card Jimmy. They called him that because it took three cop cars to bring him away when because he, he got in trouble all the time. And every time Jimmy would get in trouble, they'd bring three cop cars out to get him. That's nice. And then there's the bread man, the guy who would dip bread in coffee, who apparently got arrested for rape, which admittedly is less funny than the name. Yeah. Now, that took a turn. I'm sorry about that. And Chucky Cackles, uh, he got in trouble because he threw a bunch of hula hoops down the up escalator at Jordan Marsh, now Macy's. These are the stories I get when I hang out with my family. That's nice. Old school Boston, kids! Why did he throw hula hoops down the escalator? Because he could. Imagine the chaos. If you threw like 30 hula hoops down an up escalator, the sound. I would hope that one smacked me square in my nose so I could get a (laughs) nose job. (laughs) Do you want a nose job? It's a little crooked, but that's because I was smashed into a door frame in college. Oh, now can you breathe out of it? I couldn't for about six years, and then they fixed it, but then they didn't straighten my nose. Okay. They didn't straighten. Do you have a deviated septum? I had a collapsed nasal passage. Oh, my God. Which is why I was always sick. 
And did they fix that? Yeah, they went and they're like, "Here's what your nose should look like." Oh my Here's god! Yours. I'm like, that looks like a, that looks like the highway and the, like L.A. earthquake where like the overpass collapsed. Yes, <laughs> everything. That's what my nose looked like. There's a Volvo in there that's crushed with a girl in it. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I can't breathe." He's like, "Of course you can't." Look at you this. You only thing. have one nasal. Ba- I'm like. Why are you yelling at me? I'm just, I told you I didn't feel well. My ears are fine. It's Jesus, my nose that's messed Dad. up. Quit it. But wait, well, when they went in there, weren't you just like, you know what? If you could go in there, could you like give me the Nancy Reagan? If you're going to go in there, it's like, give me a I little something. I guess it didn't something. really, you know, because it's very technical. Here's what we're going to do. And I just kind of, I don't know. I kind of figured no. that. If like, you're in there, get some plastics in there. Get yourself a, a fancy new schnoz. And alas, Would you no. really get a nose job today? Well, you know, have you seen Steve Martin? Yeah. Steve Martin is lurk, looking like someone is blowing up his nose. Has he really had a nose job? No. But as you age, oh, as you, you think age, your the ears and your nose glowing. gets... Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't want nightmare. that. I need to stop that. I've already had this done once. I can't do this again. Well, you probably don't need to do it again. Is it a guy thing? No, it's, an, it's a human thing. That your nose just keeps growing? Yes. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. That's God's little joke. He's like, look, you may be hot, but I'm going to keep some things rolling. Like, Over here. I would Cue say, the nose. No, thank you. Nose, thank you. Nose, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I'm not going into, I, I'm leaving this life with a different nose that I came in with. That's I got funny. walloped when I was a kid a couple times. I walked into a door frame going 80. I wasn't, and I used to roll out of bed. Like I broke a lot of things and I know I broke my nose Parts. multiple times. Broke a lot of not with that nose I didn't. I look like Margaret Hamilton. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's Ooh, nice. I was a handsome lady. Oh, that's nice. Handsome. No no sixteen year old wants to be called referred to as handsome. You're a beautiful man woman. Look at you, you handsome. You know thing, what you you'd be a perfect gym teacher. I got now could you open this beer bottle with your nose? Thanks. Sure. Thanks. I'm here for the kids. Yeah. I don't want to do it again, though. That is traumatic. It is. Because they, they don't knock you out now when you get a, a nose job. What? But back in my day, they were going to do Twilight on me, which is that like half in, half out consciousness. They just sit Kristen Stewart next to you and <laughs> talk to you yes! until you pass out. And that, that did the trick. <laughs> then they put Robert Pattinson on the other side, and I was like, all right, I'm done. You're like, oh, Jesus. You can, you can take out my spleen. I won't feel it. I don't give a shit. I'm this done whole this chair point. swallows me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if a sinkhole <laughs> opens up right now. It would be better than hanging out with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> like, what happened to the patient? He made her so anxious that he hung himself with his own IV. <laughs> That's I, uh, so airplane. Uh, 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 so Zuckerberg. She doesn't really... She has, like, the best acting ability because it's as if... It's like Hugh Grant's acting. They kind of know their lines, but they kind of don't, so they just interject pauses and then you watch them kind of like figure it like, out. Like, d- 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 say it. Like, what is it? What are you trying to say? <laughs> but Kristen- when Hugh Grant does it, it's quirky. Yeah. When Kristen Stewart does it, it's like, why am I sweating? What are you? Are you telling? Are someone okay? It's it's as if someone is giving you bad news all the time. Oh, I know that. That's exact. She's like the so- ringing of the hands and just like the looking down. And I'm like, either you're gonna pass me a note and says that there's an axe murder behind you, oh or God. that this is a stick up. Oh my God! Could or, you imagine going somewhere fun with Kristen Stewart, like a like a Six Flags? Like the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to tell you. <sighs> We're eighty seventh in line. Oh great! I want to go on the Tilt a Whirl. Damn it, Kristen Stewart! I just wet my pants in that pause. So, I, 
don't. I think I want to sit in the. Where? Where do you want to sit? What row? The last? The front? The middle? Where do you want to go? I want to. I want to go on the flume. (laughs) What? There's a documentary about this abandoned. um... Oh, oh, an amusement park. You know I'm going to watch it today. Ooh. Because my parents just told me about it. So good. Love this. It was so like. I love abandoned theme parks because, well... I love I abandoned anything. Right. But I'm... <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me with this clock? Are you fucking kidding me with this clock? I told you. I keep I forgetting. I told you he has for to second, take it down. <laughs> for a second, I thought it was your, your watch. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not my ringer. It's the clock. It's Jules's weird clock. It kind of trills, though. That what nice. a fancy, and, and just like done. that, she did not finish the song. And just like that, a little flourish. <laughs> and just like that, it goes back to a rage. Oh am- my Christ! Oh, so, to, oh, oh. so the abandoned theme park. Okay, I love it because it's like Titanic. Because I'm waiting for like, and the resurrection of the theme park. And then somebody comes out and throws the heart of the ocean off a roller They're coaster. Like, not so fast. Oh, so don't tell me anymore because I haven't me. seen it. But okay, it's it's, I, it's interesting just to kind of stumble. At the, I love documentaries. I love documentaries and I love abandoned things. And it's brought to you by the guy who he, I've been following him on YouTube for a while. He has a whole thing called Abandoned, mm. and he was covering the. Um, there's an abandoned theme park in Disney. You know about this? Yeah, the one that's kind of like locked away. Yes, but it's not locked away. It's just got a fence around it. So he somehow got his ass on that island with a camera and he sort of like walked around and took pictures like in the, in like the spokes of the, I don't know what you Mm -hmm. call it, in the fence. It's a chain link. He Mm -hmm. put it like between the chain link fence. Obsessed. Obsessed. Well, what happened? What, what, why isn't the park open? They just walked away from it. It was a water park. And they were like, eh, I don't feel like it anymore. That's what it seems like. It seems like most theme parks. Mm-hmm. When you see an abandoned theme park, it's just somebody who's like, eh, I don't want to. Or they couldn't like afford the liability anymore. Yeah. So one, one kid flies off a tilt-a-whirl and that's it. Game over. I mean. But I love an abandoned place in general. I do too. And abandoned theme parks. I'm obsessed with abandoned Catskills resorts. Oh! I saw, yes. I did, have you seen like the, the drone footage of going into Chernobyl? No. That's interesting, too. Okay. Was there a second part of what you were going to say? Because it felt like you had something to do with And Just Like That. Or is it just Yes, And Just Like That. I just watched And Just Like That. I watched the last episode. I have not. I have not. Should you be telling me anything? Or fuck it. Who cares? Mario Cantone is the only one coming off smelling like a rose. Correct. So we've already talked about the dumbing down of Miranda Mm -hmm. and giving her not one, but 10 problems at one time. Yep. Drunk racist. Drunk, racist, stupid, ignorant. Maybe she's Sun a lesbian. problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Pile it on. Mm-hmm. And also terrible friend. Terrible. Which she's not. No! So all that basically happens at once in this show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I looked. It was This last episode was so uncomfortable to watch that I kept looking at Marcus like, when, like, like, the scream, like, the painting... <laughs> She's like, this is not happening. This is not Hands happening. on the side of your face. Literally. I dare you to watch it and not and not text me like, what happened? Oh, God, I can't wait. It's li- like, 
I, at one, I think I said it like seven, seven times. Like they ruined the show. They, they, this is they undoubtedly ruined the show. They're just throwing some dirt on the coffin at this point, though. This is just un. Oh God, I can't wait. But I do have a question for any of our listeners okay, that happen to have started out in their life dating one gender and then switch switches dramatically uh-huh. to the other side. <laughs> I. I guess I don't understand. I mean, I've you know had relationships with women, not aggressively sexual. It wasn't a very sexual. It man. was more about. Fun. It's more of like maybe you maybe you resembled Mariah Carey a little bit. And, and I, I want to go to the you. movies with you because you have curly hair. Yeah, because I really like your hair pulled back like that. Okay. Right. So I never like fucked a lot of women. <laughs> Jesus, that was so aggressive. Well, because we swear you... <laughs> all the time on this podcast, and I swear to God, that F-bomb came through your microphone, through mine, and hit me in the middle of the face. Well, because, Say it again. Because in Sex and the City, the ladies are out just like fucking like crazy, like yeah. which is great because that's what you should be doing mm-hmm. because if guys can do it, and we're all like, oh, that's great. And right now, my mother just grabbed her pearls when right. you said that. Okay. There's just so many parts where you're like, I I need to take my eyes out, dip them in acid, set them on fire, throw them in some Clorox, and and then get Tom Cruise's ones. Put them in my Nutribullet. Yes. And feed it to a cat. You need to minority report your eyes. By the way, when when the new year came in, were you watching any specific anything to do a countdown at this house in Brooklyn? We didn't really. It was a. Uh, very like. Did somebody just suddenly go? Three you guys, two, it's one. um, it's New Year's. Did you see Andy Cohen call Mayor De Blasio the worst mayor in the city's history? Okay, first of all, which was fantastic. Agreed. A B, that's hysterical because he was the two of them were completely hammered. Yeah. Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were your drunk friends that you hate being around. I. Wanted to punch the bolt. I wanted to treat their balls like a speed bag. I was like, shut <laughs> up. It's like being the only sober person at a party. And these two jackasses are like, I got an I got But now I agree with him. I agree with that rant. Sure. But, oh, God. The delivery system was just crap. Well, Anderson Cooper's not funny. Not Funny. He's and the not... only thing that made him good was Kathy Griffin. Right. Because it was like, you know, Laurel and Hardy. You mm-hmm. need somebody who's a funny person and somebody who's a straight guy. Mm-hmm. Well, now the two of them together, neither of them are funny. These aren't real good personalities. These aren't the people you want to hang out with. No, he he brought us the housewives. He's not a housewife. No. He's not necessarily funny. He likes to bring up shit. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a like Perez star. Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a really rich Perez Hilton. Yeah. And Anderson Cooper is becoming slowly a White Walker. He, lo- he, <laughs> he looks like he is the undead. He's so white. It's that picture of Jesus Christ where they fixed it. You know, when they were, <laughs> th- remember that picture from like years and years ago where they sent away this like. Oh, this yes. And then they Jesus, <laughs> yes. And then there was no. Did the touch up. They did the touch up. And all of a sudden it was like this filter on filter on filter where you're like, I think that's a nose. I, like, I think and that's an eye. Why does he look like a seal? It, yeah, that? he looked like like if like when you used to like put your like when you made faces out of your fingerprints yeah. in art class. <laughs> See, that's what it he was like. like a turkey hand. Yeah, yeah. And that I love that because I was like, God, did they send it to me to retouch it? My God, who did this? Like people that they're like, 
like new year, new me. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, because I have no idea who you are <laughs> because you have so many filters on your face. I'm like, wait a minute. How old? What? what who are? Who is this? Your what is? New year, is new my... Jesus retouch. Yeah. God, is this the same guy who works on RuPaul? God, <laughs> no hard edges. It's time. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host Dana Carvey, and I'm Kathy Griffin. And we're coming to you for the first time in 2022 from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Oh, we're keeping it clean in 2022. We're coming in with just some nice applause because you know what? We've arrived in the new year. We've made it to 2022. But somebody put up a meme that said, that moment when you realize 2022 is just 2022, as in like also. (laughs) And I was like, that's too real. That's... Oh, but you know what else is real? We are, baby. And this week, like all weeks, in this year, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the 20 years coming, until one of us is a head in a jar, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We are gently waking them from their New Year's slumber and telling them to take a shower because they smell like gin. We're reading their articles. That's what we do. Ann Landers, Dear Abby, all years. So what are you waiting for? If you haven't made a resolution to follow us on your social medias, do so at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Resolve to check out our website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge every last episode, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Uh, I'm ticking. Hit me on the back. Ugh. We have an email address. Did you know that, Dear Pod Official? I did. You did? DearPodOfficial at gmail.com, where you can email us an advice question and we shall answer one of them on the air every week. You could be one of those lucky individuals who receives unsolicited advice from two unqualified jackasses. Well, I guess it's kind of solicited if you're emailing us and we're telling you to do it. Uh, We have a YouTube page. Check us out on YouTube at DearPodOfficial, where we have lots of uh, new clips going up every week. You can actually see what we look like. And yes, you can see... Jules is is tinkering with new lighting that is getting fixed because it looked like Patty was in an interrogation room. <laughs> Terrifying lights. So if anybody has a great dermatologist now that I've seen it and I can have some reconstructive surgery. And you know what you could do? Join Patreon. Patreon.com slash official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month you could become a subscriber, get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, and all of that money will go towards Patty's face fund. Thank you. We're gonna shoot it right in your cheekbones. That's great. I was gonna can't move my face. I don't care what it is. Marshmallow, mayonnaise. Anything. Inject it as long as I can't express myself facially anymore. I do want to get some bow lately. I've been feeling that. Because we've talked about this. Like Tybo? I want to get Tybo on <laughs> on VHS. I want to do it in my living room. Remember that trend? That and Power 90? Oh, PX90! The yes. guy with braces, like fucking ripped jacked. I'm like, oh God, I'm not, I'm not working out to this. I'm going to masturbate to this instead. <laughs> That's all. Oh, Patty's working out again. It's his third time today. He's really fit, you guys. Yeah, but he keeps re- saying, don't come in the room. And he always is asking for more Kleenex. I know. There's a, he keeps bringing napkins in. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but the volume's down. So I don't... It's strange. Strange. I don't know how he motivates himself, but he's really, really going at it with his New Year's resolution. Yeah. He's really going at it. Yeah. Uh, PX90, I did it once. I'll never do it again because my knees hurt after I did it. And I was like, I don't think this is right. 
right. Like my spine is compressed. That's sometimes how I feel after I do burpees. I know. I'm like, it make, I'm a little too crackly in the bones and the joints now for jumps, extreme jumps. I don't need it. Yeah, but I do it. Because and we want to be thin. Yeah, I just want to. I, I think I'm afraid of aging. I think that's my Oh, problem. really? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Excuse me while I put this tape back on my face. I'm not scared of it at all. I think I just noticed it recently. I went out last night. Mark, I'm like, Marcus, do you want to go? And he's like, absolutely not. No, why would you want to go out last night? And so I went out and I've never felt, I felt like I was like, some, like someone's dad let all the kids drink at the house. Oh. Because I was at, where we're, we're at Flaming Saddles. Oh, well, that explains it. You picked the wrong bar. And I walked in and I'm like... Oh no! First of all, no one I no one I know anymore goes out. Like, no, it used to be like you could see everybody, but since the pandemic, people if they're in a show, they're definitely not going to be at a bar mm-hmm, like how mm-hmm. they used to like go out and you could see them out. Oh, now remember that? Remember out? Yeah. Um, I love that. By the way, you're delivering me this monologue as you slowly take handfuls of pills out of your pockets. My antidepressants. (laughs) Give me one of those if we're going to talk about age. This is why you can't watch it just like that. Steve has a hearing aid. Everybody's got fake hips. Everybody's teeth are. Everybody's teeth are definitely fake. Yes. I mean, I I don't know what you're talking about. Scared of aging. I want fake teeth. Um. But so I looked around and I'm like, this, I'm not, maybe I should, this is, I just felt, not like it felt old, but mm-hmm. I was just like, there's nothing. There's nothing for me here. You're having the for- experience that I had when I walked into a Forever 21 recently. I like, literally walked in and I was like, there's nothing for you here anymore. You should turn around. Put that crop top down. Who the hell do you think you are? Is there a Forever 41? At this point, I'm ready for Forever 61, which is just caftans. Mm-hmm. Caftans and new teeth. Forever oh 61. All those people. Well, Forever 61 is Chico's. I think so. <laughs> no. Well, now see, what you feel about the age thing is what I feel about like age in relation to body. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I went to the city the other night and um, on, on the train, you know, going into Penn, get into Penn. As I get into Penn, I get a text that my show has been canceled. Nice. And I was like, God damn it. Well, since I'm here, I might as well pee. And so I went to the bathroom and then was going <laughs> to turn just opened around. up the window in the train. <laughs> oh, well, I might as well. Everybody else is doing it. Nobody gives a crap. Well, Went in Rome, right? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get on the train. I'm going to come back. And I'm, I'm waiting in line because it's a female bathroom at Penn Station on a Saturday after New Year's. So they've got like three stalls open. And two and two women are bathing in it. I hate you because that's exactly what was happening. Oh and I'm waiting in the line and I hear, come on, lady. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's around the bend of this, but it's not good. Pocahontas. So I turned the corner, completely cracked out gal, deciding she wants to wash her sneakers in the sink. But she is so on so many drugs. I don't know what kind of drugs, but she's so thin that you can see every muscle sinew. And you know what my thought was? God, she looks good. Yes! I, also, I was like, she is a mess, but God damn, her arms look fantastic. Am I right? Is that meth? 
I don't know what it is. You know, like when when there's a, there's like a drug that makes people like if you give them a a project, they get hyper focused on whatever that one project is. Adderall. I don't know. Maybe it was a combination of things. Could be. I don't know. It was after New Year's. I was like, you're gonna party. What are you going to do? I got a party right here in the sink, and I need these sneakers. <laughs> I need these sneakers to complete my sequin dress look. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we have themes for you this week. One single theme. And, of course, what is that theme? Drinking. Let's be real. You're not having a dry January. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Please no. don't even don't even pretend. You are still in a pandemic. It's the longest, worst Month of the year. Why people attempt a dry January is beyond me. And apparently it's trending on Twitter. They said millennials are starting the movement for a dry January because 2021 was so hard. Oh, millennials are doing it. Thank God. So then they won't complete it. Sure, daddy. (laughs) They won't complete it. I'm going to, no. I I do remember last year that I was like, ah, maybe I'll try a dry January and then January 6th happened, and I watched CNN and poured a martini. I was like, (laughs) well, it was that one guy who said, this new year, new me. No. My year. Stop saying my year, people. When I went out last night, I was like, not my year. (laughs) I was like, this isn't it. This is not. I like to, I don't like to put the pressure on the calendar flipping. I, even with my birthday, you know, you can be a new person at any point. Like, what? go dry, go sober, like, on, you know, March 8th. Pick a random day. Also, that doesn't have so much weight and significance to it. There's a lot of expectation. Yeah. And don't put the pressure on every new year like it's a single child. And also, don't make it so flippant. Like, if you, like, I think you should, instead of, I'm not going to drink. How about you just limit it? Yeah. Like, don't drink during the week. Sure. Or don't listen to Patrick. Or just don't. Or just don't start. Or just stop drinking in the morning as much. Right. You know? Don't be like Cynthia Nixon and and just like that. I know. A double Tito's, three Tito's bottles in the front of your designer backpack, you know? So this week's theme is drinking, damn it. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the resolutions and use those as jumping off points for our themes Correct. this month. On this very long, very drab January month, I hope we're bringing you some laughs in 2022. Is it happened? Hello. Ha- no. Jim. Uh, all right. Oh, I feel cleansed. Like someone just shat out vitamins. <laughs> really long flush it kept going yeah happy new year all right new year same you read me articles sure about drinking this is from march 7th 1981 the miami news dear abby i am planning to be married next month and what should be the happiest time in my life has turned into one of the biggest problems the reason is my mother or specifically her drinking She has ruined every affair she's attended. Last year at my sister's wedding, mother propositioned the judge who performed the ceremony, started a screaming argument with my sister, punched me out, (laughs) went on a crying jag, fell on the dance floor, got mad at the people who were trying to help her, and locked herself in the coat closet. Mother is a darling person when she's sober, but when she drinks, she's impossible. 
Afterward, when we tell her how she behaved, she doesn't believe us. I'm planning my wedding half-heartedly, knowing my mother will ruin it. I love my mother, Abby, and can have a wedding and not invite her. We are considering eloping, but if we do, we will want a reception afterwards to celebrate our marriage. And if mother comes, she will in turn turn it into a disaster. Mm -hmm. What should we do? We're not kids. I'm 42, the groom is 52, and mother is 63. Atta girl. Okay. 40, 20, okay. Yeah, she had her in her 20s. Okay. It tracks. Did you, were you just doing quick <clears throat> math in your head? You're like, well, the groom's 52 and the mother's 63. So. Oh. Signed, something blue. Okay. Dear Blue. You, who just did, went off on a diatribe about age, just threw shade. I did not. Shade thrower. No, her husband is 10 years younger than her mother. Than her mother, yeah. Dear Blue, talk candidly to your mother and tell her that. That only if she agrees to refrain from drinking on your wedding day will you have a wedding. If she agrees, enlist the cooperation of a few close friends and her relatives to make sure that she either keeps her promise or is removed. It's not fair that, that she should that you should have to elope to forego a wedding because your mother can't tolerate alcohol. I recommend Al-Anon. It teaches friends and families of alcoholics how to deal with the problem. And if you really love your mother, you will view her problem as an illness and do all you can to help her. Look, I laughed like the Wicked Witch of the West when you said that she got punched in the face. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yes, it's a problem, but goddamn, that's funny. If you were at a wedding and someone's <clears throat> mother got rip-roaring drunk, especially in those mother of the bride dresses, and is just hammered being like, come here, boom, cold Look, cocks you. Some of the mother of the bride dresses, I'm like, what the fuck are you, what is this? I don't know. It's, a, it's the Macy's, I blame Macy's for that. Why is it always like there's a sequin and you have to wear tan or like a beigey, satiny thing? Or, it's ugh. like a power beaded top and then like a long something. My mother sent away for, I'll have to ask her, we should do a moth report, uh, about where she ordered this. It was like like American Woman or something, this weird catalog that she found. For my brother's wedding, she ordered a special mother-in-law dress and she had to give really specific measurements, but I don't know who measured her and if they did it with like a straight ruler that you used in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But when she finally got it back, it came with like a bolero jacket and she put her hands in it and it looked like a T-Rex. <laughs> like she couldn't extend her arms all the way. <laughs> but that's beyond the point. Drunk mothers at parties are funny. I mean... She propositioned, this sounds like, did you ever hear Kathy Griffin's bit about when she was at Brooke Shields' wedding? No. And Brooke Shields' mother just got like annihilated. No! Oh, God, what an awesome story. It's an incredible story. And then at one point, um, she's looking at Brooke Shields, and she and Brooke looks at her, and she's like, you're putting this in your act, aren't you? And she's like, 100%. <laughs> so keep talking, Mrs. Shields. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I mean, Kim Novak, you can't. <laughs> This is lovely. I love Have you ever food. seen your mother drunk? No. My mother likes to count my drinks, though, when I'm out. Oh, every mother does. I noticed Haven't you, you had, had two martinis, <laughs> Patrick. You keep talking, and I'll have two more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line that all of our listeners can use. I encourage it. We're going to put it on a T-shirt. Patreon.com slash official. You're going to have to use more than your two hands to count the drinks if you keep counting. Keep mine. on doing it. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? And guess what? I'm driving us all home, so keep counting. Oh, 
Well, uh, we had an accident here at the ranch because uh, we were all sitting around having drinks and my father had a red wine and we have this little tiny individual cocktail table. You've seen it, that you can walk around with it and you can put it where (laughs) to have cocktail will travel with table. And Moth had had like her usual half a glass of Riesling. I'll just have a little wine. And we were sitting talking and she gesticulates and she hits my father's red wine and it goes flying <laughs> all over the white everything. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> so that's the only kind of uh, of semi-buzzed faux pas she's ever had. Yeah, no, my mom hasn't. No, no. never. No, I've seen my dad drunk before. Oh, that was, is that, long, was it fun ago. or was it scary? It was funnish. <laughs> I, he was I my dad anytime I've never seen like him. I remember an ex-boyfriend I had. Um we were together for like years and we went back to his parents for like New Year's one time and his father got hammered and it was like three in the morning and I hear this sound and he was sitting on the floor of the kitchen trying to roll a Jack Daniels bottle. Why? Which is square. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He kept trying to roll it, like roll it across the room, roll it back. And I was like, so now you that's what a Jack Daniels bottle sounds like being rolled. Now you know what he looked like as a kid because you kind of regress to like a child. Oh, yeah, you kind of do. And it was weird because it was a two level home and I heard the sound and it's like three in the morning, you know, you can't understand what you're seeing. And they had like a like a little bridge thing where you could like look down into the kitchen from where you were, yes. like a sort of bird's eye view. And I was like, hey, Kevin, your dad's trying to roll a bottle of Jack Daniels. Like, I'm one. not going downstairs. <laughs> I think we should break up. <laughs> All right. I was just going to go get a snack, but I think uh, I'll but forget it. I'll just eat the Cheetos that I find <laughs> under the bed, which I'll he just... left there the last time he was hammered. <laughs> I'll just chew my toenails and go. Oh, gross. <laughs> your turn. All right. Article for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This comes from the Times in Shreveport, Louisiana, November 1st, 1969. Heavy drinker's excuse, hard to convince liver. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. No, that's right. Dear Ann Landers, I am dating a very attractive young man. Ed is 21 and has already had three years of college. One thing about him worries me. He can drink everybody in the party under the table and not show it. Last night, for example, he had five highballs, then switched to beer. Before the evening was over, Ed had finished seven bottles. The other two fellows were gassed out of their minds, but Ed was in complete control. Ed is very proud of the way he holds his liquor. I don't think this is anything to be proud of, but since he shows no ill effects, what can I say? He drinks like that almost every night. I am worried about him, Anne, because he usually skips dinner and says he gets all his nourishment he needs from the grain and the alcohol and the malt in the beer. <laughs> I love this argument for the record. Please check with your medical consultants and tell me what they say. Signed, Ed's girl. Dear girl, Ed may be able to tell you his drinking is not harmful, but after a few years, he'll have to come up with a better story for his liver. Bayon! Have you ever known a person who can drink and not show it like that? But seven yes. bottles? Not that. You would have to pump my stomach. I would be dead. I would be dead. I would legally be dead. <clears throat> seven bottles of what? Beer? Even that. Ugh. I don't, I'm not beer. I don't do beer. 
I did beer. I'm done with beer. I don't like beer. If it's I, puffy. It makes me feel puffy. It makes me want to like... Now I just want to do a sober January. That's all I want. No, stop. Because of this article? I just... I, it's like, I, sometimes when it's like, this is enough. Like, I, this like is if enough. you're not enjoying yourself drinking, if you're at that point where you're like, I'm just drinking for the sake of drinking. Yes. Then you're kind of like... I'm just drinking so I don't have to face tomorrow. And don't then you're like, you? D- I'm just drinking to feel now. If you do a j- dry January, well, we're already in January. Okay. So I can't do it. Oh, because you've already had something. Because it's oh, well, January first was right. nothing counts. Look, when a New Year's happens over a weekend, I love making up my own rules, <laughs> but it's true. It's like, come on, what do you want from me? Like I gotta midnight, finish out the weekend. <laughs> at midnight, you should stop drinking. Okay. Until when? No, like, you know, of New Year's Eve. Oh, bullshit. You're like, that's ever going to happen? <laughs> that's when re- resolutions start. Oh, my God. I tried to do that once. I did Whole30, and I started it on January 1st. I ate, no joke, 40 figs. <laughs> Is that good or bad? That's terrible. <laughs> because I knew when you do Whole30, you can't have any sugar or alcohol, or dairy, or grains, even. It takes out all the things. And, like, but you can have fruit. You can have as much fruit as you want, which is not good either. It's like fruit has sugar in it. Tons of, that's all that it is. And it's, it, for me, taking the alcohol away, not the problem. Taking the sugar away, I think that most serial killers are born in a sugar-free environment. Could be. I... Like, I've joked about this in my act once upon a time when I was like, oh, God, the more stuff they take out, the more bitchy I become. And when you take away those four things, you're supposed to learn something about your body. And all I learned was that without them, I'm a bitch. (laughs) And it's the sugar that will knock you off your pins. And so they're like, it's a detox. So, like, once you get past the first seven days, you'll be fine. And it's like, suddenly I'm Tom Hanks and cast away. And I, like, see no end in sight in those seven days that it takes to clean the sugar out of your body. I was falling asleep everywhere. Every, <laughs> did not make a difference. This is back when the world was open. Mm-hmm. Remember I was sitting in like the lobby of a theater. There's this, there's a place called Signature Theater. And it used to be that big lobby was open to everybody. And it was a place where I would go and kill time because it was also like a coffee shop. But nobody really knew about where it. So this? you had lots of space. So I'm 42nd? Yeah, 42nd. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and like near 10th or something, or 9th or 10th. and uh, When you get out of the tunnel. Yeah, and you go to the left, and it's there. And and it's a great space, and it was awesome, because if I had to kill time, I didn't even need to buy anything. I could sit there, I could charge a phone, what have you. Every time I was in there, it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, dead asleep, up against a wall. <laughs> I had no control over my body when you took the sugar away. That's the only thing that kept me going. Oh, my Lord. So sugar more than alcohol, but I took those things away. If you eat 40 figs, you're going to be God bless. dumping like, you know, <laughs> woof, like a Zeppelin. Just trying to get rid of this waste, guys. Just trying to get rid of the waste. <laughs> I just remember last night. Um, so when I was at uh, Twink Town, I forgot. So um, Flaming Saddles? Yeah. So I'm sitting there. My friend's... Um, uh, he's very tall mm-hmm. and um, everyone, anyone from out of town. So I was like, Hey man, you're really tall. And he's like, Oh God, awesome. here we go. Uh-huh. Before that happens, uh, 
I am always leery of someone with a backpack in a crowded gay establishment. Uh-huh. There you go. Right. As you should be. As I'm should. wary of someone with a backpack in general for fashion choices. I, I'm, I brought one in. Um, ah! So, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you look like so, one of the Goonies, okay? <laughs> All right, give me an article. And then I want to go back to the Goonies for a minute. Why? I just felt like... We, I was talking about this the other day. It's like, when we talk about things that get canceled, when you think about them pitching the Goonies, whoever wrote Goonies was like, all right, so there's these kids, right? And they're looking for treasure. You with me so far? I guess. Okay. But they got to have some conflict, right? So I'm thinking that there's a, an evil family, and they're Italian. and uh, Kardashians. Uh, no, those are they're uh, they're Armenian. That's very different. It's a different oh, kind of evil. I don't know because their faces are different. In like each Sopranos, but there's only three of them, okay. and they're really uh, fumbling. Okay, they're not really good at what they do, being Government. evil and oh, Italian. Okay, no, no. Uh, so what I'm thinking is is that they find out that these kids are looking for treasure, and they want to be part of the treasure. But here's the thing: they also have a guy who's extremely mentally and physically handicapped and mm-hmm. they keep him locked up, chained up in the basement and they throw him some food on a huge platter every now and then. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to throw that through legal. Okay. No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, here's the other thing. Uh, he likes baby Ruths. Who does? The guy who's chained to the basement. Uh, okay. How does he know about baby Ruths? Well, he finds out because he befriends one of the kids. Okay. One of the Goonies. Okay. And uh, it's great product placement for baby Ruth. Is it? Yeah, because he keeps saying, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth. Are you sure he doesn't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I think he likes Ruth's Chris. Oh, uh-oh. But the baby Ruth company is going to be thrilled to have this kind of free advertising. <laughs> well, let's try Chunky first. Chunky, Chunky. Doesn't work. No, but coincidentally, there is there is a character named Chunk. Oh, okay. Then we'll name him Chunk. We keep the baby Ruths. Can we work Kit Kats in? How about Pepsi Zero? That was trendy then. Clear Pepsi. Pepsi. Clear. <laughs> yeah. all, they, they, all that was was somebody forgetting to put the dye in. They're like, fuck. I had one job. God damn it, Carl. Well, let's make Clear Pepsi, you guys. Who I'm wants sorry. Clear Pepsi? I went to Fairy Tales. I was only going to be there for one drink. Next <laughs> I blacked out. I was wearing a thong. <laughs> And now I forgot to put the I went for a back Pepsi. rub and a, and a Pepsi, and I come back, and I forgot to put the shit. I'm okay, sorry. Carl, I'm that's sorry. fine. We'll package it. People are going to love it. It's trendy. Right. I mean, we've got new Coke coming out. We have, to have a new Pepsi. I know. We have to. Exactly. How are you going to compete? Let's take the color out of the Pepsi. All right. Hit me with an article. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Examine. Um, okay. Um. Okay. okay. Dear Abby, wait, the Ogden Standard Examiner, Ogden, Utah, November 18th, 1976. Dear Abby, have you ever heard of an alcoholic dog? I think I have one. Every weekend, my husband puts away eight six-packs of beer with help of Rudy, our 10-year-old Cocker Spaniel. Ah! I'm not putting you on, Abby. It all started when Don, my husband, gave Rudy a taste of his beer. Rudy loved it. So Don gave him some more, and pretty soon it got to be on a regular... On a regular basis. Now, after a few beers, Rudy chases his tail, staggers around, staggers around, and finally falls down and goes to sleep. Can all this beer hurt the dog? Don says it can't. I say it can. Rudy can hardly wait until Friday, and when he sees Don carry those six packs out of the car, he gets so excited he nearly goes crazy. I would ask our vet, but I'm ashamed. 
Signed, Don's wife. Dear wife, my vet consultant says it is indeed possible for a dog to become addicted to beer. No! And I think anyone who <laughs> would no. addict a dog is a dirty dog himself. I thought that that was his way of putting beers away and not telling his wife. Eight six-packs. Who's walking home every weekend with eight six-packs? No party, no no agenda, no nothing going on. I wish they'd include a picture of Don. I And I think, methinks, Don is hiding in the garage away from Tina or whoever his wife is. Don's so that, wife. Don's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call her Tina. Okay. Uh, to get hammered and then blame it on the dog. That's like when you fart and blame it on the dog. Which I do all the time. Okay. Let's be real. Okay. Gave me dairy. Uh, that's uh, now I do buy that that like a dog drink it, but isn't that dangerous? I, I mean, it's barley and malt. I mean, it's got natural ingredients in it. I guess it's not. But dog shits. Like imagine, oh, you know, beer you know, dog shits. No, your own beer shits, and then here we are back with that bad humor. Would you give Jenny any booze? No, ever. No. Same Z's. I just no. They're so frail. They're so little and delicate. Yeah. Everything about them is like easily fracturable. You Why only, would you? You only give them a quarter cup of food. Why would I give them? A couple licks. <laughs> They'd be shit faced. That's like four martinis. You got for a your quarter dog. cup of food, but then I gave her a whole, you know, pint of beer. Right. If, but if, if Jenny were to be a drinker, what would her cocktail be? Well, she's probably like me. It's just tequila. But then I don't want to stereotype her because she's a t- chihuahua. Oh, that's a little, yeah. yeah. Don't put baby in that corner. Izzy would be a kamikaze shot, because something she is aggressive one. and sour. Yeah. And like, ah, makes your jaw do that. Ah. And um, scotch would be. Scotch. I mean. It would be scotch. Or like a <laughs> Benedictine and brandy. Oh. He's sort of this, he's got like this salty old vibe to him. So yeah. that would be his cocktail. Something heated. He's a little fussy. He's a little. Uh. Like if scotch were a sound, it would be. Uh. Don't. I want to put my Uggs on. I just, I want to get my pajamas. Don't. This is a really fluffy cardigan. Ah. <laughs> See, specific drinks for your dogs. This has been a fascinating podcast, hasn't, hasn't it? it? We're going to pony up Buttercup, I swear to God. But it's better that we're in the daytime. Isn't that something? I don't know. I don't know anymore either. New Year, same us. All right, here's my final article of the first Episode of 2022. This comes from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. St. Louis, Missouri, did you know? March 9th, 1972. Dad quits drinking. No family life. Mm-hmm. Dear Ann Landers, you've printed lots of letters from kids who are unhappy because their fathers drink. But I don't think you've ever printed a letter from a teenager whose father stopped drinking. Here's one. For as long as I can remember, my dad and mom had trouble because he never came home from work when he was supposed to. When he did come home, he was plopped. On weekends, he'd get completely smashed. About a year ago, mom told him to get some help and shape up or she was going to get a divorce lawyer. She said it was absolutely his last chance. Well, that did it. My life is so different now, I can barely believe it. Dad is home from work every night at 6.15. Our whole family has dinner together. I just found out he is really smart. (laughs) 
He can talk intelligently on many subjects. We never knew it because he never made any sense at night, and in the morning he was too hungover to talk. I'm not afraid to invite company to the house anymore. I used to shudder when my friends came over because I never knew what shape Dad would be in. When he was drinking, his, uh, language wasn't the best. Last summer, we took our first real vacation. We're going to do it again in July. Life is so great when you have something to look forward to. I wonder if men who drink realize what a difference their boozing makes to the families. Tell them, will you? Signed, a happy kid. Dear happy kid, you told him, and in a way I never could. You don't say whether your dad went to AA or a counselor or if he quit cold. The last approach might seem easiest, but it's the most difficult. Trust me. It can be done, however. My congratulations to your dad and my thanks to you for a day brightener. Anne! <laughs> Just had to vary the tempo. Yeah, That's no, all. I like she works now. She works at uh, a haunted house. Woo, booze. Father drinker, not anymore. I also picked this because the way he kept saying, or whoever it was, kept saying different ways of ha- getting hammered. He come all plopped, smashed, kablutzed, fatutzed, hammered <laughs> in your face. <sighs> Why is a kid writing into this old woman? I can't be a kid. It sounds like he's older, he or she. It's got to be like a teenager at least, right? Still. At least it is very poised for for a child. Don't you eat that buttercream. Maybe he's a homosexual. Oh, maybe he works at Flaming Saddles. Maybe. I don't know. Far be it from me to judge that. He's very happy at home with a non-drinking dad now. Oof. Oh, God. Okay. I know, that's a bit of a downer. I'm like, where do I go from there with an article? We can't talk about, I don't know, drinking dads. No. I don't have a drinking dad. No. No. He likes beer. That was the only thing. My father, but not a lot of it. I don't understand. You know, my friend's my friend's husband, he's a diabetic. And he will put down a case. 24 can put down a case of 24, like in a night. That's how it. are you not that's peeing gross. all the time? It's got, like, that's a lot. But I do remember when I was little, my father, he'd work in the field. And he'd come home and he'd want a really cold Coors Light. And I was like, can I have some of that? So I'd he'd give me a little Dixie cup of Coors Light, <laughs> and nobody ever arrested us until today. See, I only I hate beer, and I hated beer when I drank it, except for when it was like ice cold beer. Yeah, yeah. Because warm beer is like drinking mayonnaise. You ever go to England? Yes. I Everything have. is room temp beer. I got used to it over there. No. But even then, I was like, that was kind of the only place where I ever drank beer because that was what we could all afford. We were in college. A uh, beer was like 2P. Like Guinness? It's like just drinking dirt? Like, fuck off. But, however, comma. No. If you go to Ireland and you go to the Guinness factory in Dublin mm-hmm. and you drink from the teat of Mother Guinness, mm-hmm. you will never have beer that tastes that good ever again. And I am not a beer drinker, but Guinness from the factory, from the source, is like chocolate, coffee, no, boozy. No. Oh, but light. And do you know, fun fact, that that is one of the most dietetic beers 
and you don't think it is because it's like thick and brown. Dietetic? Yes, it is one of the most low-cal beers. Look it up. Guinness. I can wait. Yeah, Guinness. It is a light beer. I don't believe you. You think that somebody's telling me that to sell me more Guinness? Yeah. I'm not out there buying beer. I have and nothing why, to lose. And I don't understand why you have to have all that head on a beer. I think it's just an enjoyable thing. I think it's a visual. It's like when you get a cappuccino and somebody draws a picture of like, you know, the UK on it. You know, I would be I, the worst cappuccino maker. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the worst. Is it a barista? Yeah. Not I, a barista. I'm, I would be just sitting there waiting. I'm like, so are we almost done with Picasso over here? I just want, I don't even want whatever you're doing. No, no. I'm just trying to finish off the first flower. Okay. Do yeah. you want to do the scream? See, because Edvard munches the scream. I lived go. in New. I lived in New York too long, where I'm like, just get it to me. Like, no, I, no. But you're living with artists who you like coffee artists. If you're in Brooklyn, especially, they're like, I just need to let me just. This is Monet's. This is water lilies. Let me just finish it off. This is why you're late for work. Sorry, I'm late. I had to stop and get my cappuccino. <laughs> what? It's is full that? circle. <laughs> I would be Is so... Is that a George Surratt on your mad at that. Could you imagine? Somebody would keep trying to teach me a flower, and they'd be like, well, it looks like Africa. I mean, I don't know what you're going for here. Well, it was a sun. Oh, do you like it? It's a, it's a picture of you. Why does oh. it look like Teddy Roosevelt? What is happening? I'm an artist. Coffee artist. All right. I think we should move along. Shall we? Is it time? It has to be before we get to I know, to not it. another hour. We can't hit another hour. 2022. Wait, tune it up. Tune it up. Make it good. Put a lot of pressure on this year to tune it up. Mm-hmm. It's time, time for specialty specialty cup. Oh, no! <laughs> wow. That's going great. I've already ruined the new year. <laughs> I've ruined it. We ruined the new year by starting hey, this podcast today. Nowhere, good, nowhere to go but up. That's what I like to think. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. It's 2022. Let's start it off right. Instagram mail. Only the one. The year. I hate January so much. I hate this month so much. Is it over yet? Someone take me to April. We have one Instagram mail question this week. If you would like to write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs with a question. God damn it, please. At dearpodofficial, we will answer it on the air. Patois, would you like to do the honors? Yes. Dear Pod, we haven't been in the new year long and I've already broken my resolutions to quit drinking and smoking. I don't even know what day it is because we're in that Bermuda Triangle time between Christmas and post-New Year's. Can I start my resolutions next week, or should I just toss in the towel and defeat? Signed, Tipsy in Tucson. Well, it's only a couple days in. I know, please. Dear Tipsy, were you trying to be the Mary Lou Retton of resolutions? Drinking and smoking are two of the hardest things to give up, and you were shooting for both? Why not say I'd like to cure cancer and get the village people back together while you're at it? Find Jimmy Hoffa and find out where the hell Maxwell Caulfield from Grease 2 has been hiding. (gasps) You can't throw in the towel. Your towel was already on fire, wrapped in bullets, surrounded by barbed wire in Brooke Shields' movie. It was over before it began. Try something easier for Pete's sake, like giving up coffee or french fries or make a resolution to run a mile a week. Something achievable. You know who you remind me of? My sister. 
she would always choose the hardest resolution for the new year. I believe it was 1982 when she vowed to give up intercourse and focus on writing a book. Well, that lasts about as long as a cigarette and a hurricane. She gets a few grasshoppers in her and she's like a Times Square 7-Eleven, spit-roasting weenies all night long. She finally made her way to the more obtainable goals, like committing to brushing her teeth more than twice a week and, and flushing the toilet when she's done in the bathroom. Simple. How about instead of giving up, try cutting back? Even that's more effective. That way, it's not so cut and dry, black or white. It's manageable, unlike my sister's opioid addiction. Listen, be kind to yourself. It's been a brutal year, and we're only days into it. You're doing great. Give up beers on Thursdays, or martinis on Saturdays, or topless keg stands on Saturdays. If my sister did it, so can you. Oof, those poor fraternity boys. Well, it was a hard year, you understand? (laughs) I loved grasshoppers. It's funny you bring that up. That used to, that was my college drink. Grasshoppers? Yes! No wonder why everyone thought you were from a 1930. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey there, mister. Give me a grasshopper and make it quick, will you? You're a big palooka. Everyone I, thought they were stuck in one of those time travel movies. <laughs> and everybody at the bar is like, I don't even know if we have creme de mint. <laughs> Who drinks that? I Whose mother's know. here? It's that girl. What girl? Oh, that girl. Oh, with girl. the spiky hair and the really bad nose. Miranda? <laughs> Margaret? Margaret Hamilton? She drinks grasshoppers? What's Scott Hamilton doing here? I don't know. Hamilton the musical? What are they doing here? All right, here's what Anne has to say. Are you ready? Oh, I guess not. You're not ready? I am ready. Oh, on pins and needles. Dear Tip, we're in the shit funnel of a pandemic. (laughs) The only dry January any of us should attempt should be dry martinis. Go easy on yourself, damn it. I remember this time last year. We all said we're going to do dry January. Then a bunch of schmucks with horned helmets and zip ties stormed the nation's capital and liquor sales went through the roof. Now, I have to say this regarding the week between Christmas and New Year's. We humans are capable of amazing things. We invent rocket ships to take billionaires to space. We create medical miracles that can help men maintain erections. We reinvent travel with electric cars that can take you from Parsippany to Bridgeport before you have to recharge for four hours to make it the rest of the way to Massachusetts. We are capable of so much, and yet we are still crap. We have literally invented time. We could move New Year's next to Christmas. We could get rid of daylight savings. We could get rid of high-waisted jeans. Again, we won't. I guarantee if you took a vote in this country to move New Year's one week up, everyone would agree, as long as they can keep their AK-47s. Oh, God. So, if humanity as a whole hasn't tried to remedy this bullshit week, why should you try to change your life drastically because the calendar says January? For the life of me, I never understood why anyone attempts a lifestyle or mindset change in the worst month of the year. Pick a different date and go for that. Preferably one where the weather doesn't make you want to put your head in an oven. Open up your date book and flip the pages. Whichever one it lands on will be your new change of life date. Though why you would attempt to go sober during a pandemic is beyond me. So tell the internet you're doing dry January. Get a dry gin and a dry sense of humor. And hey, cigarettes are just dried tobacco. Semantics are your best friend in tricking people into believing you're a strong person. Good luck, you lazy son of a bitch. And try again in May. Ayan! I wouldn't mind giving up the, uh, uh, uh <laughs> Okay. Just w- words forming uh, gently. Um, daylight savings time. Give it 
Arizona did. I mean, this there's is... like a whole state that's like, no, nah, we don't want to. We don't want to do that. We are so good. I'm good. So no. what is, I mean. But why do the rest of us, we, and I know that somebody's going to say, well, the farmers use it to do the, no, we don't farm like that. We anymore. don't believe in the farmers anymore. I know we've already, look, I can, I can make eggs in my basement at this point. Everybody in Brooklyn has their own chicken. Every big business person has turned their back on the farmers anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. And we it's think that we brutal. can handle it because I've got like a banana tree in my backyard or some right. crap. And I'm like, oh, I'm farming. That's that's a lot of that's people in Hawaii. Whenever you watch that buying Hawaii show, they're always like, oh, this is great. You have an avocado tree out here. I won't need to go food shopping. Every time. It's like, what are you just eating what you're growing on that tree? <laughs> so you just like a lot of saturated fats? They so. always say that whenever they're showing a house in Hawaii. They're Ooh, like, a lemon tree. No, oh, lemon- do, you like it? do you like to just fill your body with acid? That's all, You'll get acid ass. Mm-hmm. Ask my mother. She had an issue with that. She ate too many pineapples when she was on a cruise. And she was like, Every time she got into the pool, just, I have acid ass. So, did you hear that? Yeah. What was that? The refrigerator shook. Oh, okay. It was like the heat turning off. Mm. I was like, I'm not starting this new year with a ghost. I can't. I can't. Not again. Was it because I was talking about buying Hawaii? Not again. I can't. Five ghosts. Five beds, two (laughs) baths, one ghost. I can't. But you're not, you're not farming enough in your own home. To make it sustainable. No, unless you go out back and then all of a sudden you've got like this huge vegetable garden like fucking Martha Stewart. Oh, no, if then I have like a gluten-free wrap tree. That would be fun. If I just have a just salad tree. Yeah, if I just have a, like I can grow a deli in my backyard. That yeah. would be awesome with a guy who can, you know, give me some shaved meats. Right, and a cat that just like hangs out by Farming, the like a bodega. Like a bodega. <laughs> I've farmed, I've created a bodega in my backyard. That'd be amazing. It's great. All of the Where'd all of the groceries the... are stacked right one on top of the other, seven Where'd feet high. Where'd you get high. the ham, egg, and cheese from the bodega? What bodega? The one in our backyard that we grew. <laughs> we grew a bodega. No, I got it for Christmas. It was part of a kit. It took a little while. I just keep adding water and adding water yeah. and eventually. Look, he has a son. What? A lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually it came it was like a companion kit. Well, wow, that that cat's gotten really big. Well, it ate all the squirrels in the tree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, multiple. <laughs> we get a lot of uses out of this backyard bodega. Can you give me some chips? Whoa! Let's just calm down. Okay, it's gonna cost you. Let me see if I can get him up there. He has to get on belay. <laughs> it's anybody who's ever climbed ma- Everest. You have to wear a mask, though. <laughs> if you climbed Everest, then you're ready to work at a bodega. Hi, can I get that kick cereal? It's about eight feet high in the air. You know, yeah, the dusty box, the yeah. one that looks like it hasn't been moved since 1986. Can it, you get oh, it? Oh, it hasn't. Oh, that's great. I'll just oh, take the Bustello coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, still take it. You're up there. I guess. You might as well. You're already up there. Yeah. Oh, there's okay. Teddy Grahams? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, grab some fruit roll ups to your left. You're going to have to slide over to the side. <laughs> Instant bodega. Love it. Do you like a bodega? Do you go into a bodega a lot? Mm. I always go into bodegas to get protein bars. I go in there. Uh, no, I don't really go in there that often. I, when I used to eat pizza, I would. But now I don't. You would get pizza from a bodega? Yeah. Well, a, I don't, bodega? A, bodega, a bodega? <laughs> the bodega ate my baby. A bodega? I, yeah, there's a bodega that's on the corner right by one of the New York comedy clubs, and they have a smashed window that has been like that for at least a year. Why replace it? Why Someone's replace just it? Break it? Yeah. It's like, well, you ruined it, you guys. This is my bodega. Yep. But I bodega. know exactly where the power bars are as soon as I go in. I'm like, yeah, chocolate chip cookie dough quest bar right in the front. 
There you go. They got the freshest ones. I bet they do. You know what I'm talking about when you get like a fresh protein bar? I don't really. Have you ever been to a bodega in summer and they don't have air conditioning and everything? None of them have air conditioning. Right. So any, luckily I don't eat candy from a bodega because they're all melted. And reformed. They'll reform at night. (laughs) Like it melts and it comes back together again. Yeah. And it looks like that drawing of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) It's a shapeshifter. Oh God, we still have another segment. Okay. Let's bring this bad daddy in for a landing. Before 2023. It's time. time. For a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. It's a new year and I'm not going dry. Just Patty's choking on his own throat. In 2022, he cannot sing about this specialty drink. Having sex with women. Wait, what? I'm so sorry. What? What did you? Uh, Do you work at Flaming Saddles? Are you working Daisy Dukes? Pecs look amazing. All right, we have a specialty cocktail for the very first episode of this year, and this specialty cocktail is, drum roll, <laughs> Tito's, that's all. James Jules Ferris does not have a drinking problem. He drinks, he pays his bills, pees in his backyard, no problem. All right, here are the ingredients. Are you ready? One mini airport bottle of Tito's vodka. Unscrew mini cap, pour directly into mouth or small glass. Mm. Here are the tasting notes. We are in the first week of a new year, and Omicron is kicking all of our vaccinated asses. It doesn't seem fair. You have to be responsible. You're vaxxed, waxed, and dipped, and there doesn't seem to be any way of avoiding this stupid variant. You need a break. You've got to get your mind off of the daily nightmare that has been COVID-19. You need a Drink. I'm reading with the periods and the punctuation and the intention. Let's make it easy and let's make it quick. Now, you may not know this, but you have a hidden talent. You are a first-rate impersonator. Don't believe me? Here's what I want you to do. Go to your local liquor store and buy a fistful of mini bottles of Tito's. Now, open it quickly and pour it down your gullet. And just like that, you are doing a spot-on impersonation of Cynthia Nixon in that horrifying first season of, you know, that Sex and the City show sequel thing. This gluten-free Texas-born vodka has been churning out six times distilled pot-stilled goodness since 1995! As Tito himself put it, a vodka's so smooth you can drink it straight. Mm -hmm. Straight, on the rocks, mixed, it doesn't matter. You're following the rules, you're awesome, you're stressed, you need a drink. Need I say more? I didn't think so. Tito's! This one is for Cynthia Nixon. Oh, oh hold on now. Now take a look at it. It's, it's just, just like one that. little sad bottle. Look I... at the little tidy baby. Come on, it's so cute. And just like that, I'm drunk. She's created a different <laughs> Does your leg fall asleep? <laughs> if you think I'm drinking this, you've got another thing coming. Oh, great. Oh, great. Nothing like warm vodka. Warm. A warm? Okay. Mmm. Oh, my God. It really does smell like pure rubbing alcohol. Who was Kit? Was it Kitty? Who, who would drink rubbing alcohol? Which which president? Kitty Dukakis. Kit, was Kitty Dukakis? Mm-hmm. No, who? She or I'm thinking Betty Ford. I don't know. I'm thinking a lot of presidents' wives drink just straight rubbing You're alcohol. Like, fuck, I didn't realize this is going to be my life. I have to do what? I have to speak to people? Uh, I have to be on all the time. Oh, they're going to be interviewing me? I have to have a gold, too? I have to have a gold tooth? No, I have to have a goal. 
A gold. Oh, okay, oh. I'm going to need rubbing alcohol. I would rather have the gold tooth. Oh, that sound you just heard was the sad cheers of Oof. two. We are splitting a baby Tito's. Go ahead, you do it first. I want to see the paint. Does it really hurt? Does it really sting? I don't. I just don't. Yeah, when it's when it's like warm and in a mini bottle, like if it's not shake it, shake it, shake it. Now my my drink is a martini. I like a martini. A lot of ice, a lot of shake, shake, shakes. Yeah. A little twist of something. A little twist of nipples, yeah. But to to this is the sad. You know what this tastes like? It tastes like and just like that. Like if if that show had a taste, it would burn like this. That's great. I can't. Can't. Okay, ready? One more. Oof. There's a lot in that little bottle. Mm-hmm. It's just good to know for the next time I fly yeah. in 2038. You know, when you fly and you have a drink on board, you're like that. You can get a lot of bang for your buck out of a mini airport Tito's. Yeah, that's, I don't want anymore. You don't have to. I'm just going to keep smelling it. Okay. All right. Why? I don't know. Am I Kitty Dukakis? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tito's with birds! I think we're done here. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.